you know, we've iterated the business, we've iterated the product a number of times along the way. And I think not having that pressure from outside, you know, VCs has enabled us to do that on our own time. But obviously, you know, now that we've really hit velocity here, we're excited about launching that new capital raise early next year in 2023. Hey, this is Jesse here, and you're about to hear my chat with Matt Peterson, co-founder and CEO of TallySite, the all-in-one audience monetization platform for sports gaming. Matt and I discuss how they're helping sports betting content creators distribute and monetize their content using TallySite's no-code tools, his strategy to stay lean while iterating to find product market fit, and why he thinks TallySite is well-positioned to raise new capital after recently reaching break-even. I had a great time chatting with Matt, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Before we get started, though, I wanted to mention that we're thinking about some new ideas for the podcast next year, and I deeply appreciate your feedback and input as a listener of the pod. We've created a short survey that only takes two minutes to complete, and I hereby invite you to complete it. Go to www.bettingstartups.com and you'll find a link to the survey at the top of the page. Thanks again in advance for your feedback. Now, on to the show. All right, we are back on the Betting Startups podcast. And for this one, we're joined by Matt from TallySite. Matt, welcome to the podcast. I saw you last month at G2E in Las Vegas. How's life been treating you since then? Thanks, Jesse. Really well. No, nice to be on here. Appreciate you having me. You know, in San Diego, but it's cloudy here, and uh, so not really used to that. But I'm holding in there. So thanks again. Right on. Well, I was just saying to you before we started recording here, uh, where I am in Canada right now, it's officially the first day of snowfall here today. So we're hunkering down for a long winter. I would take cloud any day in San Diego. But uh, that aside, really happy to have you here today, Matt. Maybe just to start off today, and just for folks listening that might not be familiar with yourself, just wondering if you can take a few minutes and. Give us a bit of a backgrounder on some of the major chapters of your career and what you've been up to prior to the founding of TallySite. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I'm an East Coast kid. I grew up in Maryland outside of the suburbs of D.C. And, you know, really my whole life has been around sports. So I played sports. I watched sports. I thought about sports pretty much 365 days a year. And then, you know, following that same theme, I went to Clemson for college, really to be a part of a big college football experience. Majored in finance there. And my first job out of school was uh, with an investment firm, Vanguard. About six months into that job at Vanguard, I decided that wasn't for me. So I spent a lot of time reflecting on, you know, what I wanted to do in my life and really kept a notebook of, of different ideas, um, just kind of jotted down things along the way. And um, I think I, you know, remember looking back, there's about five to six potential career paths I looked at. And these are really things like all over the place. I mean, banking, real estate, being a doctor, and then, you know, coming home one day from work, I was listening to NPR and then, you know, Peter Thiel came on to promote his new book, Zero to One. And then, you know, through this, I immediately sort of went out and bought a copy, read it to cover to cover and became fascinated with the idea of tech startups and entrepreneurship. And then really the, the idea of not being bound by any barriers and being able to take an idea and make that a reality. So I decided, you know, being a tech entrepreneur is what I wanted to do like back in 2014. So I quit my job in finance exactly, you know, one year after starting and moved back to my parents' house. I started waiting tables as a sort of prep and transition into the tech industry. Um, was able to land a job at a SaaS startup in Washington, D.C. on the sales team. And then a few months later, was asked to relocate out to the Bay Area to be their first sales lead on the West Coast. So um, that was really my you know, transition into the space. And then over the next couple of years, cut my teeth at a couple of different companies and then took the plunge in the tally site uh, back in 2018, December. Awesome, Matt. Let's dig into that just a little bit further, because I'm always interested when I talk to guests and particularly those that make the transition from sort of a corporate career trajectory and take the leap into entrepreneurship. And just that sort of in-between space to me is always such an interesting time. So 
I'd love to just hear a bit more about your experience sort of at that stage and sort of your thinking as you decided that taking that leap is what you ultimately wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I didn't really think about career paths until being in my first job after school. So, I, I mean, the way I thought about it when I was in college was just, hey, like, get a job, shut up, do your work, and then just, you know, go home on the weekends and have fun. But really, again, like a couple months into that first role, I was like, this is not how I want to spend my days and weeks. You know, there's no more summer vacation. There's no more, you know, Christmas break. So when I started to think about it, it was, hey, I want to go somewhere where I'll actually enjoy the journey. I'll enjoy the path to get there. I knew it wasn't going to be, I'm going to, you know, take a, I'm going to become a doctor the next day, right? I got to go, go back to school. I'm going to have to spend 10 to 15 years to get there. So that's really the, the thought exercise I would do is like sort of map out the 10 year path to get to that place, you know, putting the 10,000 hours in to becoming the expert of where I wanted to be. So when I looked at that and all the different options, looking at tech and entrepreneurship and, and things like that, it was very fascinating where you could sort of, you know, accumulate a, um, a different skill sets and then work with people and really build this idea into reality. Awesome. And just coming back to the list you talked about a minute ago of the five or six ideas that you were contemplating before you decided the tally site would be the one that you would pursue. Just reflecting back on that, Matt, how did you validate your thinking around those ideas? And ultimately, how did you decide that tally site was the one that you would start and really try and build a business around? Yeah, yeah. So just quickly going back to high school, within the sports fascination, I developed a huge interest in the NFL draft in, in particular. And so I'd spend like hours every year, like watching YouTube highlights of college football players and, you know, keeping notes on my thoughts of how they would project to be professionals. Um, so over the years, I would, I would really enjoy like looking back on these notes and seeing how right or wrong I was. Um, so that was, you know, just kind of like the person I was as far as like a sports fanatic. But then fast forward back to, again, that first job out of school back, back in 2014, it was the summer when LeBron James was actually a free agent. Um, I think he was at the Miami Heat. And I remember walking around the office that day and literally, you know, a dozen to two dozen people, my colleagues were like having all these predictions about which team he'd sign with. And that kind of resonated with me really, you know, as a sports fan, but just hearing that those conversations take place, it hit me that there was no real digital home to make and track sports predictions with, with each other. So I went home, you know, scribbled some concepts down for, for what became TallySite. And that really idea drove me to keep pursuing this. I would Again, you know, no background in tech whatsoever. I was a finance major, just a, a kid on the East Coast, and then started reading all the books and blogs I could get my hands on, podcasts, and then, you know, led me to my, my role in, in, in DC, where I actually met Mashid, my co-founder. He was, he was part of the early team there. And, at, you know, out of all the people I had talked to previously, Mashid was, you know, with kind of arms wide open, helped me sort of figure out the technical challenges or aspects that I'd have to do to get this in place. So we really bonded over that. And then... You know, through the years, you know, a couple of years, it was really like up and down as far as like the amount of time we'd work on it together. But really, our interest really picked up, I'd say 2017 and 2018, um, when, you know, sports betting was legalized. We actually found that there was a big opportunity to actually, you know, build this into a business. So that gave us, you know, the motivation to, to jump in. And I think May, uh, December 2018, I quit my job. And a couple months later, Mashid joined me. And in May 2019 is when we, you know, formally formed uh, the business. Exciting. And the rest is history, as they say, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, awesome. So let's just start to focus in now on tally site specifically. Again, Matt, it'd be helpful just to contextualize everything to begin with, with a high concept overview and maybe just, you know, what is it? What does it do? And what's the general value proposition of tally site? Yeah. So tally site's a business in a box for content creators, media teams, and publishers in sports betting. What we do is we provide no code tools that enable you to create, 
distribute, measure, and monetize your content with a click of a button. So we've built, again, we've resembled a lot of these other tools we had used at other, other startups like an Airtable or a Notion, and then brought those concepts to this vertical really early on in the days when we were focused on that consumer app, you know, tracking predictions with friends. We found a, a bigger need in the market to actually serve the content creators. These are the ones that were on social media, you know, vouching for their picks or, or making content. As we started talking to them and working with them, we uncovered, you know, how big of, of issues they had to do this and to actually build a business around being a content creator in sports betting. Interesting. And I guess as you were having some of those initial conversations with creators and folks like that, what were some of the main problems that emerged through those conversations? So there's no tools to do it. I mean, most of the industry, again, everyone we talked to is using spreadsheets. You, right. you had to be a graphic designer or you, know, you, you had to know how to code to connect to the betting lines and APIs. So again, almost impossible for you know, bloggers or podcasters to do this without a team or a lot of money behind them. So we thought, again, there's easy ways to do this with just a, a platform that was simple to use, a, a very easy to um, interface. Awesome. And then how do you sort of think about just how this platform sits within the broader ecosystem, right? I mean, as you say, it's sort of a business in a box, if you will, but just sort of as you map out the entirety of the betting landscape right now, and within that, obviously, content's a huge aspect of it. How do you just sort of think about where your platform's positioned within that overall landscape? Yeah, so we're directly positioned between sports media and sports betting. You know, these are the two um, big giants that have come together over the last few years to essentially converge into one. And we, we actually internally, we call that the sports gaming category where books are, are media companies and media companies are becoming books. So TallySite is a B2B software product for those two entities, but we, we are used by the end users, which are editorial and affiliate teams. So those can be anyone from writers, bloggers, editors, all the way up to, you know, marketers, heads of conversions. And essentially, you know, where we're focused on is is building out more and more partnerships and providing solutions for these, you know, for those problems that we observe in this, in this spot ecosystem. Just wondering as well, Matt, if you could talk about the business model behind TallySite and particularly given that TallySite's, you know, core value proposition is helping creators to monetize their audiences. How is TallySite monetizing the creator's use of its platform? Yeah, for sure. So we're two, two main, you know, business models. The first is SaaS. So we have a freemium SaaS offering essentially a tiered approach. So we support individuals, SMBs, all the way up to enterprises. So a la carte, pick and choose which tools and, and suites, you know, services you'd like to use. On the other end too, it's a rev share on the ad revenue that's generated through those tools. So we, we support, you know, both the hybrid model, um, you know, either or. Gotcha. And just curious on the affiliate side specifically, I understand that you do make it easy for your publishers to monetize as affiliates. I'm just thinking from the perspective of getting licensed as an affiliate and just from the regulatory side of things, is there anything that TallySite is doing to sort of remove any friction there for the publishers that are using the platform? Or just can you talk a little bit about that side of it specifically? For sure. Yeah. So the main focus has been the infrastructure. We saw a lot of you know need in the market for those tools, but the big opportunity too is also providing access to these, these markets. So we have, have done some um, exploration and testing around that. We have our licenses in a few of the states, but that's something we'll look to do in 2023 is actually open up all those licenses to actually pass on those opportunities. So in the meantime, we've worked with other partners in the space that are um, really skilled at that piece and then um, have been able to you know, navigate the market um, in the meantime. Gotcha. If I'm not mistaken, I believe you're partnered with the folks at bestodds.com. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Phil and Willup. I, I knew they were on the earlier episode for sure. That's right. Yeah. Shout out to Will and Phil. Uh, yeah. They're up to some pretty cool things and cool to see you guys affiliated uh, as partners. And 
Uh, I guess just the final question, just on this really tally site deep dive, Matt, wondering as well, if you can just talk a little bit about where it's at in the journey from an overall traction perspective, right? Is there any way you can characterize the sort of where it's at, however you choose to measure that? Yeah. So last football season, we, we did our first pilot with USA Today Sports and their team, and that gave us the conviction to actually expand our enterprise solutions. Earlier this year is when we launched commercially and brought on Katina Media. That was our first foray into the um, really the iGaming and affiliate space. Um, those are great, you know, great guys on that side. Um, leading into this football season is really where a lot of the traction you know, came about, where uh, we brought on some notable names in the space that are, are now our customers, that are including Minute Media, which is the fan-sided network, The Athletic, and you know, obviously was, was bought by New York Times, but really respected sports journalism. And then um, a collection of other independent influencers and content creators. So about over 2,500, you know, individual content creators on the site. Interesting. And just talking about, I guess, those individual content creators, how are you reaching those folks or how are they finding Tally Site, right? Uh, I I understand sort of getting a a large publisher is is one thing, but reaching these individual creators, how, how have you been able to sort of get that critical mass so far? So it started in 2019, we actually went, you know, just direct outreach to all the, the blogs on the internet that we saw were, you know, making sports betting content. And that really brought up a, a, a conglomeration of, of, you know, content creators across the industry, you know, different sports, different networks. Um, that led to being able to, you know, like you mentioned, bring on enterprises with, that have a collection of hundreds of content creators. Outside of that, we've had an invite only process. So um, we have an application form where individual creators and influencers can you know, sign up or, or register for TallySite, and we'll have a vetting process. Essentially, just look to see you know what type of work you've done in sports media. Um, but that's been our way to really build the product around those use cases before we open it up to all sports betters and gamers in the future. Just sticking with these creators for a moment here, is there an example of a particularly notable or interesting creator on your platform that you could share a little bit about just insofar as maybe a case study in terms of how they've been able to drive success on the platform? Yeah, I think there's two examples I'd like to touch upon. The first is Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Have you heard of those guys, but really fast growing brand in the space. Actually started, you know, I think 10 years ago or so, um, Sean and Ryan, the founders of that. So they were one of our earliest partners. Back in 2020, we brought them on and Initially, they started, you know, they were making picks for their, their listeners on, on, you know, multiple podcasts. And then I think about two to four of them were, were making picks on a daily basis. And, you know, when we talked to them, it was, they were using spreadsheets. Um, Ryan was doing most of his work behind the scenes. And then after TallySite, they were able to scale that to over 60 creators in their network. So they have expanded their network of contributors. They're able to embed our tools within their website, within their newsletter, their, their own podcast and you know, their community channels like a Discord. And then I think, I think last year they were able to strike a new partnership deal with WinBet. So, you know, ultimately building that really solid brand in the space. Um, the second example was Minute Media. I mentioned them as a customer more near term for the football season, but that really gave us a great insight about sort of the publishing automation at scale. These uh, really tech-driven, really successful sports media publisher utilizing tech and the CMS templates to really replicate and personalize content across hundreds of their local sites across the, the sports market. So um, just sort of two ends of the spectrum there, but you know, the tools are equally applicable to both use cases. No, that's awesome. I'm curious as well, you know, thinking back a couple of years now, maybe at the start of the pandemic, it seemed like a massive acceleration of the creator economy, right? All of a sudden, everybody was at home, everybody was experimenting with creating content on different platforms. And it just really, I think, was a massive boon. And I guess since then, 
at least my perception is that things have maybe gotten to a point of almost feels like saturation, but that's my perception. I guess what I'm interested in hearing from you, Matt, is just what's your assessment right now of the state of the overall creator economy and sort of what are you seeing out there that uh, sort of makes you think that the creator economy is here for years to come? Yeah, we're super bullish on the creator economy. We were a couple of years ago when it first came out. I think Lee Jin was the first um, author to write the newsletter or the, the blog post on it. And we've, we've already seen it happen in sports betting, right? Where again, the sports books are turning towards the biggest sports media brands and the influencers. And then, you know, these, these influencers and creators are scooping up these major sponsorship and advertising deals, but also, you know, this, this economy has been shaky. So I think what it means is these brands and books are pulling back and they have to be very efficient about their spend. So we think it's just going to, the market's really going to correct itself like moving forward. And then sort of outside of sports betting in general. Just you look at the, the major social networks and, and you know, social media platforms, they're all prioritizing creators more and more because they, they understand the value that they drive you know, to their platforms. So I think and we, we, internally, we think that the more and more tools and services are going to you know, pop up to actually help this economy. And then I think an interesting footnote, you know, last week, like Elon Musk tweeted, Twitter's like near-term product priorities are creator monetization too. So I think we're going to see that more and more. Earlier on, you made reference to a couple of tools that I don't want to assume everybody listening to the podcast is, is familiar with. You mentioned Airtable and Notion, and both of those tools fall under this umbrella of no-code tools. And you actually mentioned no-code in reference to TallySite as well, right? Positioning it a little bit as a no-code platform. And I just wanted to ask, because I did notice that, you know, your team uses a couple of these no-code tools. And I'm just, I, I love talking with entrepreneurs about this because my own experience with no-code tools has been a massive revelation insofar as being able to really execute much quicker and much cheaper using a lot of these tools and traditional methods. And just want to pick your brain quickly here, Matt, and understand sort of how you guys are thinking about these no-code tools and just sort of how you're utilizing them as you scale TallySite. Yeah, no, I have to give all the credit to Masheed, my co-founder on, on that. So he's the product and engineering guy, and he really, you know, takes advantage of the, the best of the, of the best. So we've said, again, internally, it's like, it doesn't make sense to rebuild these things from scratch or spend weeks on, our, you know, put weeks on our roadmap of actually um, engineering these solutions. So yeah, let's use an Airtable signup form. Let's use a Notion internal doc for Wiki and, and collaboration. So that's really, again, the approach that we, we really lean on a lot of these successful companies and products to take these, you know, take these solutions to the sports gaming market that we think is really in desperate need for some more innovation. Yeah, awesome. Um, I want to shift the conversation and just talk a bit about fundraising and, and maybe just to start off here, Matt, um, just wondering if you can give us any fundraising background for TallySite and talk a little bit about any fundraising you've done historically and just maybe share a bit of a window into what that journey was like. Yeah, so we've been able to keep it really lean since day one. Um, we brought in really close family and friends and angel investors along with family offices. This past March, we, we announced a round led by Phoenix Capital Ventures that actually is big in the sports, gaming and media space. Um, one of their notable portfolio companies is PrizePix. So um, we've done that really as a, as a way to identify product market fit, you know, control the ownership and actually you know, work with our customers in the wild to figure out what the solution is. You know, we've iterated the business, we've iterated the product a number of times along the way. And I think not having that pressure from outside you know, VCs has enabled us to do that in, on our own time. But obviously, you know, now that we've really hit velocity here, we're excited about launching that new capital raise early next year in 2023. Exciting. And, and how are you thinking about that right now? Just insofar as, I guess, the macro conditions around us, right? And this prospect of raising in Q1, let's call it. Just sort of, I guess, what's your mindset right now as you get ready for that uh, roadshow coming up here in the upcoming months? Yeah, for sure. So last quarter, we were able to reach break even from a revenue standpoint. So on a monthly basis, so that gives us a lot of flexibility 
and options moving forward. Uh, that being said, we are still a lean team, you know, less than 10 full-time employees. And we do have a, a big product roadmap, a backlog, and then customers to support. So we need capital to grow. In this economy, we know it's really shaky. We tested the market a little bit earlier in the year and then, you know, quickly decided, again, we need to set um, clear milestones and, and become a, an efficient, um, scalable business. So with this latest growth in um, our customers and our product, we are very confident in that moving forward. In terms of that next raise, we, we pushed it out another you know, three to six months or so, really kind of driven around these revenue milestones we have in place. So we think of you know, getting to that next point will, will enable us to raise a, an amount that's at a valuation that we, we think is appropriate. Awesome. Love it. Um, and I guess just looking ahead at 2023, I mean, we're in mid-November now, so I mean, everybody's starting to huddle around and starting to make plans for next year. And I guess just beyond the fundraising aspect, which we just spoke about, what are some of the other major milestones you and the team are focused on for next year with Talisite? Yeah, so we're really uh, focused on finding more ways to help our content creators and customers monetize, right? So the tools are great, but also, as we had mentioned, you know, opening up affiliate access for ones who don't have their licensing, working closer with Sportsbooks too, to, to do sponsorships or advertising opportunities. So launching new products around that and then enabling, again, content creators and more and more content creators and, and sports bettors ultimately to monetize their following, whether that be, you know, a thousand followers on Twitter or just a, a group chat of a, a couple of friends that are tailing their picks. So that's a lot of what we're, our focus is on, again, is, is like the monetization aspect. Awesome. And if you were to, you know, stumble upon a crystal ball somewhere and it worked and you were looking into it and you were looking five years into the future, where in your best case scenario would TallySite be five years from now? And just sort of what does the world look like for TallySite in five years time? Well, I see us being a healthy, you know, growing business with a passionate and dedicated team. I think sports betting in general is going to look a lot different with most majority of the country fully operational. And then TallySite will be supporting a robust network of individuals, content teams, and businesses. And our tools and infrastructure will be powering a good, healthy portion of the um, sports gaming vertical on the internet. Awesome. To wrap up today here, Matt, I'm going to present to you my standard closing question, which I ask all my guests. And it's this, if you weren't working on tally site, or if you weren't working in sports or media or marketing or anything tangentially related to what you're doing now, or anything you've done in the past, in a parallel universe, what would you be doing instead? So I may cheat because it is sports related still, but you know, going, back to, that old, <laughs> going back to that old notebook of mine, one of the things I wrote down was being a NFL general manager or a GM. I think that that's really exciting. I, I think so. If, if I could be, would, would be doing something else, it'd be a scout for, for a professional football team. And I'd probably have another 20 or 30 years in front of me before I reach that goal of being an NFL GM. So um, probably living on the road, you know, 300 days a year and um, out of hotels. So um, I'm happy where I'm at for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, for folks listening that might want to learn more about Tally site or understand the platform better and or get in touch with you, where can you point them towards to do all of that? Yeah, so we're biggest on Twitter. So at, at TallySight, T-A-L-L-Y-S-I-G-H-T, um, TallySight.com, LinkedIn. We're all open to connections. My email is matt at TallySight.com. And yeah, just looking to connect with more operators, investors, executives in the space. Awesome. I'll drop links to all of those within the show notes. But for now, Matt, really appreciate you joining today. It's been great to chat, learn more about TallySight and everything you guys are up to and really wishing you well for the rest of the year here and looking forward to continuing to follow the story. Thank you, Jesse. I really appreciate you for having me.